Good morning, Westridge. It's good to see you, friends, today. Good to be here with you as we continue on in our Ancient Wisdom series. Looking at the uh, wisdom we can, do, we can discern from the lives of men and women from the Old Testament. And today, as Daniel mentioned, we're talking about friendship. And I thought I'd begin with a story about a friend of mine. We were traveling to a softball tournament one day with our wives, and uh, when this incident occurred, the, the girls were in the back seat, Bill was driving, we came to a divided highway where there was a stop sign. As a passenger, I was uh, simply trying to be helpful, and I just told Bill, I said, hey, there's no one coming, I think you can go right through it. And two minutes later, the uh, squad car that was behind us lit us up and pulled us over. And uh, the, the officer came up, he gave Bill a good stern talking to, and by the way, it's never good to make the excuse, uh, hey, my passenger told me to do it, okay? So Bill got off with a warning, and we had a memory for our friendship album. As we, can sit, as we uh, proceeded on to the tournament, he said to me, I can't believe you told me to run that stop sign. And my response, I can't believe you listened to me. Okay, really, right? Now, Bill and Melody moved away after that, and, uh, and we kind of lost contact. And after not, my time, after not talking for many years, I, I reconnected with Bill uh, about a month ago. We talked. We shared what was going on in our lives. We talked about our families. And then I asked, hey, do you remember the time you got pulled over? He said, remember it. Lance, that is the only time in my life I've ever been stopped by a policeman. I can't believe I listened to my pastor on that one. <laughs> now, we laughed. And here's what he said. He said, isn't it amazing? how you cannot talk to somebody for many years, and after a few moments, moments of conversation, it feels like you've never been apart. Okay, I've got a friend from college. He refers to these type of friendships as golden friendships. In fact, my, my buddy in college was one who suggested that he, my roommate, and I, and our baseball coach from college all get together. And we enjoyed our time together so much that we now do this every three months. The four of us get together, we talk we laugh, we eat lunch, and it fills us up from being together. Now here's a thought I wanted to explore together. I think we all need people who will walk beside us and stand beside us. I was talking to my youngest son the other day. He was a high school math teacher about the friendships he's developed at the school he teaches at now. And he said, yeah, I had acquaintances at my old school, but now I have friends, and it sure makes work more enjoyable. The book of Ecclesiastes puts it like this. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their work. If one falls down, his friend can help him up. But pity the man who falls and has no one to help him up. Also, if two lie down, one, they, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? The one may be overpowered. Two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. So I, I brought popsicle sticks with me today. Now, I, I think I can break a popsicle stick, right? Pretty impressive, huh? Okay, now here's the deal. One of those can be broken easy. Now, when you bind them together, though, suddenly, even though they'll bend, they can't break. I look at this and I realize a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. We all need people who will stand beside us. And we're going to look at the value of friendship through another experience from the life of Moses today. So here's the setting for the ancient wisdom today. This is after the Israelites had exited Egypt. 
They'd passed through the Red Sea on dry ground. God had provided food for the people in the form of manna that came from the sky that they made their bread from and quail for meat. And God had brought water from a rock that provided hydration for the people. And Moses did this by striking the rock with his staff. The people had camped out by the water source, and that's when the problem emerged. See, the Amalekites snuck up on them and prepared to attack them as they were camping. Moses sent his aide Joshua into the camp with this command. He said, choose some of our men and go out and fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow, I will stand on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hands. Joshua gathered the troops, and Moses, along with Aaron, his brother, and her, who most people think was Miriam's uh, uh, husband, who would be the brother-in-law of Moses, went up to the hill. Now, the battle began. And Moses served as an inspiration and motivation to the troops. And here's what he did. He stood with his hands and the staff of God held in his hands up high. And as he stood there, they they began to notice that the, the Israelites began to win the battle. And they began pushing the Amalekites back. Now, there's a problem with this, isn't there? You can only hold your arms up so long before the blood leaves. And you get tired, right? And that's exactly what happened with Moses here. So, so as, as he held his arms up for a while, they won. But he got tired. He'd lower his staff. And when that happened, the tide of the battle began to turn. And the Amalekites began pressing forward. Well, Moses raised his hand back up, right? And they get tired. He lowered down. So the battle went back and forth and back and forth as Moses grew tired and got his energy back. Now, there is a problem here, and and the solution was found in the value of the friends that Moses brought along with him. Now, here's here's some things I noticed as I look at this story today. I think we can can draw some conclusions about friendships from this story, and that is the first thing, the right friends don't let us walk alone. So Moses went up on the hill to rally the troops. But he didn't do it on his own. Aaron and Hur went with him. There's a great value in having the right companions alongside you, isn't there? We need them. We need them. John Donne, who was a famous clergyman in in England, wrote these words in a message. No man is an island. And in this message, he talked about how humans need each other. We are connected to one another. And this this connection is important for our health and well-being. I I know you've noticed this. There is a great sense of loneliness and isolation in our world today. And at a moment when we can connect with anybody we want to as quick as we want to technologically, there's still a great sense of emptiness and loneliness. You see, the right companions really do make a difference. I remember a church start we had in a bar. That was a part of 10 years ago. It was born in the, in the heart of a friend of mine. She had a dream for a church that would reach out into a place that, uh, that most churches ignore, which was a bar. And she found a bar that would welcome Christian music. Uh, her husband had one stipulation. He said, I want to play Christian rock. I want to play it loud. I said, okay, okay. So we found a bar like that so we could bring Jesus to people through music and interaction. Now, the first night was the most, I'll be honest, the first night was the most challenging for me as I made my way across the parking lot toward the bar. That was not my normal place. 
I walked inside to find the place crowded with people, playing pool, watching TV, drinking, talking loudly, okay? And I walked up to Artie, who looked at me, and here's what she said. I am scared to death. And I said, so am I. Let's pray. We did. A few minutes later, her husband, Larry, I walked up to him, and he said, hey, Lance, I'm scared to death. I said, so am I. Let's pray. We prayed. We asked God to show up. I'll tell you what, there's just something comforting about doing things together. There were about five of us there that night. And all I can tell you is in that Smokeville bar in Romeoville, Illinois, God showed up. And, and I remember, and, and God continued to show up for two and a half years that we, we did this. And I still remember gathering in the parking lot afterwards. That night, about 10 o'clock at night, and we joined hands and we thanked God for being who he was. And we thanked God that we did it together. These are good friends don't let us walk alone. We need them. I think the right friends are also observant. They know us. Now, what do you think Aaron and her were, were thinking as they watched the battle taking place below them? I'm sure they celebrated when they saw the Israelites pushing the Amalekites back. And then they became concerned when the tide of battle went the other way. They were also, quick, they were also standing right there with Moses. And I think they made that, uh, that uh, decision pretty quick, that connection, said, okay, here's what's causing the problem here. Moses gets tired. Hey, we start to lose. Moses, okay, good friends know us. And they're able to tell when things aren't going right. In 2014, uh, I received a call from my son telling me that his wife was walking out on him. And she wouldn't give him a reason. Just told, her, told him she didn't love him anymore. Now, that's a devastating thing to hear. And we knew there was more to the story, and sure enough, found out that there were other people involved. Uh, the marriage was over. They ended up getting a divorce. Now, not the thing that uh, he had planned for, not the thing that we had planned for. I, I mentioned what was taking place uh, at, a, at a board meeting for the group I lead. And shortly after this, one of my friends on staff called me up, and he said, uh, we'd like to take you and Darla, she, he and his wife, out to, to eat for supper. I said, okay, what's the deal? He said, hey, we just want to be there for you and help. So Chuck prayed over supper that night. He asked God for healing. He asked God to help us and our son. And them being there in a time when we were hurting made a difference to us and was greatly appreciated. And it happened because he knows me. And he knew things weren't quite right. And so he stepped up. See, good friends are tuned in to who we are. And they're willing to help. And that's the, second, that's the other thing I recognize, that the good friends sometimes will see what we don't see. So, so I, brought, uh, I brought some basketball glasses with me today. Now these are... Uh, I didn't think about this with a headset. This will be interesting. All right, there we go. Okay, what do you think? Now, now these are made for the purpose in mind. The purpose is they, uh, they're made so the person who is dribbling the ball doesn't look at the ball because you can't look at the ball. If you look at my you have to look at the ball like this. You're gonna, so it's made so you can get a feel for the basket, for the basketball as you're dribbling around. Now, there's a problem with these glasses, and I realized this last night I was getting ready to walk downstairs from my upstairs office, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know. And I started to take a first step, okay? And I uh, said, okay, I can't do that. I better walk down like this. 
okay? Now, we all have blind spots, am I right? Aren't you glad for those blind spot lights in their mirrors? Where, what did I do before we had those things? They went off all the time on my way up here today, okay? And every time I did, I realized, okay, there's a car right beside me. Better not go in that direction. Better not go in that lane. Wouldn't it be nice to have blind or blind spot lives or lights in our own lives? Where we get to, we start to act or react to something, and the light goes off and says, hey, you may not be aware of this, but there's trouble right beside you. Don't go there. You guys, we do have something like that. It's called friends. Friends. Aaron and her saw what was going on with Moses, and they realized this was not a positive situation. Now, they could have done nothing and let Moses figure it out. They could have thought, wow, he's really getting tired holding that staff up. I hope somebody comes alongside and helps him. Right? They could have seen what was happening, but they could see what was happening, and they stepped in with a creative situation, a creative solution. Finding a rock, they said, Moses, we want you to sit down. Which would have been a relief anyway, because he was standing up there holding that staff. I uh, recently read an article by uh, Kara Golden, who's the founder of Hint Water, an unsweetened fa- flavored water drink. The article talked about the two words that every leader needs to hear from people they trust. The words are, you're wrong. Uh, she referenced a time that she wanted to put together a, a new water drink with a, with a creative packaging to it. And she said her team looked at the packaging she wanted to do, and she, they said, no, you're usually good with this type of stuff, but you're wrong this time. And in, a, in an atmosphere of trust and relying on friends who want what's best for you, she said, okay, I'll do what you guys say. And she was wrong. They were right. And it sold well. See, when it comes to blind spots, we all need truth tellers in our lives. We don't need people who are willing to say, man, that was dumb. Don't do that again. Even better, we need people who are willing to say, hey, you may not want to take that step there because I don't think you're going to like where it leads to. Now, Moses was a very competent leader. He was self-sufficient. He talked with God regularly, voice to voice, right? But in this situation, he needed to hear what his friends were telling him. Moses, sit down. Because he listened to them, positive things happened. And that's the next step. I think right, the right friends are willing to step in and help. I've asked John and Joe to come up here and help me today. Because Moses had Aaron, had Aaron and her had Moses sit down on a rock, and then they stepped up to help with the victory. Now, what they do to lend to the effort? Well, let, let's show you what it looked like. Okay, guys. Now, what we're told here is they got on either side of the leader, and they just held his hands up. Moses' arms could stay extended all day. Now, granted, their arms would have got tired, but they were there to help. Now, here's the key. Without their support, who knows what would have happened to this battle, right? But with their support, everything changed. Thanks, guys. Okay? No man is an island. We need people around us. 
I was talking to my sister-in-law uh, a couple of months ago when this Bible story came up, in fact. Eight and a half years ago, her husband suffered a stroke that changed their lives completely. Tony's never been the same since that day. He's now in a nursing home. But Donna's showing me what it means to live out your marriage vows, even when things don't go like you expect. So in April, we were talking about life and what she's learned. And she said this, if it weren't for the friends that God's placed in my life, I don't know I would have made it through to where I am today. I feel like Moses, as Aaron and her, stepped alongside them and held his arms up. And she said, when I couldn't do it anymore, people stepped in and helped. They gave me the support so I could make it another day. My church friends have been there for every point in the journey. And I told her, I'm speaking on, the, on Moses and Aaron and her. I'm going to use this story. Because everyone needs an Aaron and her in their life. And that's the last thing I realized about real friends. The right kind of friends celebrate with you. See, because of the support for Aaron and her, Moses' arms stayed lifted in the air. And we're told his hands remained steady till evening. And what was the outcome? Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with the sword. Now, we don't know what kind of celebration took place, but I guarantee there was a celebration because that always follows victories, right? And we also know that Moses, out of, this, out of this situation, gave God a new name, Jehovah Nissi, which means the Lord is my banner. And when you see a banner take place there, it, it, it means that God is a rallying point. It's a point that people can, can look to, a place for people to find hope and strength. And it's a sign that God delivers, which he did. Now, if you're anything like me, you want to celebrate the receiving of good news with people you care about. And while I sometimes will find myself forced to give myself a high five, that's never the best situation, right? When something good happens, I like to call my wife because she will always celebrate with me. I still call my dad and mom because they want what's best for me. When one of my best friends was declared cancer-free, he called me because he knew I'd been praying and that I would want to hear and celebrate the good news. You see, good friends, the right kind of friends, are not jealous of good things that happen to us because they want what's best for us. And the right friends have a connection to us, and they feel like they share in the good that happens to us. We all need friends like this. See, Moses kept the right people around him, and when it was needed, Aaron and her stepped in and showed what friends can do. And we all need those kinds of friends around us for support, for encouragement, strength. Now the question is, how do we get friends like this? Well, the ancient wisdom I think we see here is when opportunity presents itself, we need to choose to be friends like this. There are a couple things to focus on in the week ahead. One, our God is a banner. He is someone we can run to for refuge and strength. He's also someone who provides the right people at the right time around us to give us the support and encouragement we need. So I'd like you to think of a time this week when God showed up for you, when he brought somebody into your life kind of out of the blue who showed up and was there to give you that strength. And here's what I'd like you to do. I'd like you to thank God for that time. Secondly, we also have people in our lives who have stepped in during those times. So here's what I'd like you to do. I mentioned one of those people to me today, that situation with my son. I called Chuck this week. 
the week I wrote this message, and I thanked him for being the friend he was to me. He, he got emotional. He said, listen, Lance, I was just doing what I knew needed to be done. I said, I know you were, bud, but you did it unprompted, which made a big difference. Well, thank you. See, I think it's important to express gratitude for people who have stepped up and stepped in. And so what I'd like to encourage you to do is make a phone call or write an email. Or if you really want to be old school, write a letter. And I'll tell you what, that'll be greatly appreciated. And the third thing, who is a person in your sphere of influence who needs, a, needs you to step up and step in? If you ask God to keep your eyes and ears open for opportunity, you're going to see someone or you're going to hear something that will cause you to say, hey, I could help there. Yeah, for me, my buddy got another spot on his lung they're, they're looking at now. And uh, I'm praying. I'm praying. And I prayed with him. I'm praying for him. We all have people like that, guys. So when you hear something like that, let's look for people. Let's look for places we can step in and we can be that support to help. See, if we, wanna, if we want the right kind of friends, we need to take time and make the effort to be the right kind of friends. But as you can see from Moses, I believe the end product is well worth the investment. So let's invest this week in friendship.